1: This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, my friends, so let's get into the three worlds of
0: money when you boil it down, there's basically only three places where we can invest money. So, let's talk about that role that each plays in a good overall financial plan—a retirement readiness plan, if you will. Uh, for each of these categories, explain uh, just kind of you know what maybe some of the best uses might be, pros and cons, you know, things like that. Okay.
2: Certainly. Well, the three worlds are going to be the world of banking. Mm-hmm, yep. The world of insurance, and then the world of Wall Street.
0: Right. And so we'll so, go through each one.
2: Yep. Now, if you think about this, in, in life, you know, most of us, um, if we had a, a job when we first started, maybe we were bagging groceries or got a paper route or, you know, detasseling corn or, you know, something when you first start out, you get a paycheck. And so your first interaction with financial services, so to speak, is you open up a bank account, right? Mm -hmm. And you put the money in the bank account and then you can, you know, go out and buy stuff and you may have a checkbook Mm -hmm. and now you get a debit card, right? So that's your first interaction. Then once you've accumulated some money or you've got a job where there's a 401k and you get enrolled in that... Now you're going into the world, the Wall Street world, right? You're buying into investments, into maybe mutual funds, or maybe you're opening up a stock account, something like that. And then down the road, as you accumulate wealth, you start to look at the insurance world. And the insurance world, actually, when you're first starting out too, is important. That's the life insurance, which is kind of foundation for people. And as you get older, you start to look at that world for maybe some income planning, those types of things. But you know what the banking world is good for? Um, it's good for liquidity. And, you know, you put money in, you can build up some cash reserves because it's an easy place. I can walk through this door and I can walk out with money. Right. Right. That's kind of nice and gives people a nice feeling that, okay, I'm going to keep some liquid money in the bank. The problem today is that the bank doesn't have to pay you anything. They right. to pay you absolutely nothing for your money. It's probably going to come a time they're going to start charging to keep the money in the bank. The interest rates are so pathetic Well, that right sounds now. wild, doesn't it? Yeah. You have to pay yeah.
0: them a fee just to keep it there. <laughs> it's like parking your car well, in a garage or something. Think about it. If
2: you have a checking account mm-hmm. and let's say, um, you know, with the fee, let's say you overdraw accidentally, even mm-hmm. though you have the money in your savings account, but you're not the two linked right properly or something like that. Right. You know, your bounce check charge costs more than what you have in the account. Oh, yeah. So, but well, and we
0: were all there when we were younger and chucking corn, right? <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: yeah. So the thing is, people keep a lot of money in the bank right now today just because they like having that liquidity and it is safe. Right. And a lot of people subscribe too much to liquidity. What I mean by subscribe too much is that they think that the world's coming to an end. They want to be able to go and get their money. So we had this conversation just last week with uh, some clients in here because they had, you know, a fair amount in the bank. But they also have investments with us and and other planning products, that type of stuff. And so I asked them, I said, how much do you think of, of your whole portfolio, how much do you think is liquid? And they only talked about the money in the bank. And I said, well, What's your definition of liquidity? Is, is your definition of liquidity I can walk into a, a, at the institution and walk out with a check that exact same time, you know, about an hour later? Or if I can have money in my hands within a week? Oh, so they said, well, oh, well, the week is that's, li- that's more than liquid enough. I mean, we're not going to have an emergency. It's not going to, you know, we can't pay it off in a week. I said, Well, then actually, you know, around 70% of all the money that you have with us is liquid. They're like, What? I'm like, yeah, your investments are liquid. Yeah, You can get at them. <laughs> now, Liquidity and taxation have two different; uh, those are two different conversations and two different points. But the money is liquid, and so all of a sudden they start they just click for them. They, okay, all right. So I don't have to have all this money in the bank. Really, what we look at for most people, it's around six months of living expenses, is maybe what you want to have in a liquid form like that. Now, it's different for each person because, you know, some people want a lot because they want to, you know, maybe they're in a transition. They might be buying a new car and they want to be able to get cash for it or they want to put down a new condo or something like that. Right. You know, there's an ebb and flow to it. But um, you really shouldn't have that much in an environment where it's not paying you anything. If liquidity is important, you can still have it liquid and earning a little bit better return for you in another world. So.
0: I think a lot of us now have started to really come around over the last several years to the banking world just being that place where we do kind of have that checking and some minor savings so that we can just pay our bills and things of that nature. Because, yeah, they're, we're not making anything there. Uh, and so a lot of times people are looking for other places. And, and is that where the insurance world starts to kind of uh, gather more steam outside of the normal that we think about insurance, right? Car insurance, house insurance, life insurance, yeah. Yeah,
2: everyone lumps insurance together, right. right? And everyone hates paying premiums on insurance, but they love when they get the uh, the check or the loss, right? Exactly, um, yeah. Right, then they're thankful that they have it. So, in this world of insurance, we're talking about from a retirement planning standpoint, is basically using um, two main products. It's going to be either life insurance or annuities, and the annuities are issued by life insurance companies because life insurance companies on the life insurance side know how many people are going to die so they know the opposite of that how many people are living so that's why they can set mortality rates and longevity rates so the use of an annuity what that does it helps to provide you lifetime income okay that's the main reason to use annuities but annuities also have some unique features to them is that they are tax-deferred type of uh, products, So helps to shelter taxation on growth on that money. There are certain ones that can have um, some safety features to them, either fixed rates, much better than CDs are paying, usually three to four times what CDs are paying, but also some that will give you opportunities when markets are up but protect you when markets are down. So they're just unique products, and is, if they're used correctly, they can be powerful tools if used incorrectly you know they could basically limit your liquidity that's the big hang-up that people have with those but you just have to understand that there's some that you want to have money in all three worlds there's no one world that's that's you know over the other worlds right you want to have money in all three worlds, and you need to see why how this world may help you. But it's powerful, and if you're over fifty, you need to start looking at that at that world because it can do a lot of things for you and provide you with a cornerstone for your plan to succeed in any economy or any markets. That's yeah. where it, that's where it can really help.
0: And we talk a lot about on the show about you know trying to keep an open mind about things too because we realize that we're talking to a wide audience, and so. In many cases, we're talking in generalities to get you thinking about something as how it might affect your specific situation. But you can't also be closed off to things either. And a lot of times people will be that way. And it's understandable. We all get that way about different things in life, especially as we age. But when you're talking about, you know, how you can possibly get the best situation for your money or your retirement plans, you got to have a bit of an open mind. And I think sometimes, obviously, when it comes to the A word, right, with annuities, people do tend to get a bit closed off. And, you know, no product, I think, is all good or all bad. It's just a matter of how you use it for you. Absolutely, because each plan
2: is individual, right? Right, so exactly, The yeah. thing is, people try to... Um, you know, your neighbor may say, well, don't ever use that. Or you hear someone on TV or an advertisement, you know, there's a there's a guy that advertises all over the place and says, I hate annuities and you should too, right? Well, that's a blanket statement. And usually a lot of his angst is geared towards variable annuities, mm-hmm. which particularly I don't like as well, but because they have a lot of fees and they don't really do anything that you that you can't do in a safe environment right? other than pay a lot of fees. But you need to see, okay, these are the tools that I can use. And do they fit in my, they fit my plan. Do I understand, do I understand them, right? Right, right. So, yeah, be open-minded because once people, you know, kind of see these, sometimes they're like, well, wow, that makes a heck of a lot of sense. I'm like, yeah, it does. (laughs) It can. So just, (laughs) don't come in with a, you know, with blinders on because the stock market, you know, that's has some growth opportunities to it, but also has some volatility issues to it. The bank has liquidity to it, but not a whole lot of growth there. Right. The insurance world has some great um, growth plus protection, but not a lot of liquidity. So that's where it's a mix of the three. The three worlds, right. right.
0: Yep, exactly. Okay. And then that final one is, you mentioned it, you know, is the market, right? The Wall Street
2: Right, in the Wall Street world, um, you know that's where you're going to have the investments. You know the stocks, the bonds, the mutual funds, the separately managed accounts. That's where you're buying something and hoping that it's going to be greater in value down the road, where you can sell it. Um, there's going to be someone there to hopefully buy it. Remember, in the stock market, <laughs> you're buying it from somebody else. You're not buying it from the company, typically, unless it's an IPO. So you're selling it, thinking that it's hit your, or you're buying it, and someone else is selling it because they think it may go down or it's hit their price objectives, and you're buying it. Hopefully, it's going to go up, right? right? So it's kind of an interesting marketplace. But remember, when you deal in the world of Wall Street, there's only two guarantees that you have in that world. The first one is the values are going to change every day. Now, there's only two days that they don't. That's weekends and holidays because the markets are closed. Or, as we talked earlier, at the circuit breakers. At the right? circuit breaker,
0: There you go. Great time right. back. Yeah.
2: The other thing is that you're always going to pay a fee. So in the world of Wall Street, the way they make their money is by the fees that they charge because your money is actually in the investment. So there's going to be transaction costs, bid-ask spreads, uh, loads, um, advisory fees, management fees, all kinds of fees, right? Some disclose some undisclosed. So if you're working with a fiduciary, they have to disclose those fees to you. If you're working in the world of suitability, which is with brokers and those types of things, they don't have to disclose those to you. Okay, and a lot of them are hidden. So just remember, in that world, you have some growth potential, you have liquidity there, which is great, but you also don't have any safety. So that's really the battle between these three worlds too. Liquidity, growth, and safety. You can only get two of those three no matter which world you're in. So how you need those three different things, which is why you need all three of them, which is why you need products in all three of the worlds.
0: Yep. And that's why you get a plan together. That's why you come in and work with an advisor.
2: Absolutely. Because, you know, you want someone that's going to look at the world of all the possibilities and bring those to you and say, these are some of the things that will work for you. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about working with an independent fiduciary like myself is that I'm not beholden to any company. I'm beholden to my client to get them the best options available. So every option I'm going to give you is not from the people that whose name is on the door, right? If you walk through a, a firm it has got a different name on the door and the person that's helping you, probably they're going to be recommending products that that firm allows them to recommend. Here at Peterson Financial Group, we're going to look at all the products that are available. We have access to everything. So we're going to look what's in your best interest what we plan. So if you never had that experience working with a fiduciary, going through a planning process as opposed to just a sales process then do yourself a favor and your retirement a favor, pick up the phone and give us a call at 515-226-1500 and come in for that Retirement Readiness Review.
1: You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary Retirement Readiness Review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500.